searching for Canada's best startups. The Pitch Please Podcast. Hosted by Mike Thibodeau. Give us your best pitch. Pitch Please. Three, two, one. Connecting with Canada's startups to learn about their business and the amazing people behind them. Follow along and hear some of the most interesting ideas in startups from across Canada. What's up, everybody? It's Mike. We're back here on the Pitch Please podcast. And today we are going to be talking to Tim about not the app that helps you get into a relationship, but about how technology and an application are going to help you stay in a happy relationship. I added happy there. I don't know if that's in your punchline too, but it feels necessary. And I'm looking forward to learning. Well, with that, I'm going to get you to talk a little bit, Tim. Let us learn a little bit about you. And then let's talk about your journey and about Coupley. Let's get rolling. Amazing, Mike. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm really excited to get into the conversation today. So maybe let's let's start with like where you started. We'll talk about Coupley more than enough today. But I'm always curious about the background of my guests. Because I find oftentimes that is what led them into where they are and what they've built. But where did you start out your career or your life journey? Were you an entrepreneur from birth? What what does that look like? For me, things began, I think, when I was working at the Red Cross. I was working at the Red Cross and working in charity is a great place to practice being an entrepreneur. It's very interesting. You start working in the charity space really because of passions. And then the longer that you're in it, all roads kind of start leading to fundraising. We did a successful program in the UK. They wanted me to go and talk to some fundraisers about it. I remember meeting up with the fundraiser. We went and drove to see some rich people in England. Think country house, long drive, salt burn style. I went, did a presentation on this project that we'd done, and then sort of went and and sat in a different room while the fundraiser spoke to this person. A major gift was given to the Red Cross after that. And I thought, gosh, that's interesting. As my career continued in the Red Cross, it moved more into the fundraising area. And here's some things I discovered. I was going for lunches and doing major gifts, and I was speaking to these entrepreneurs that had already made such a huge difference. And I was speaking to this one guy. He had invented a technology that helped coat pipes for oil. He was in his mid-60s, really focused on athletics and fixing up his car. And he said, look, like, how much do you need for this? For this thing. He's like, is, is 50K good or do you need more? And I said, well, we're seeking a 150K would be like the total. And he's like, okay, cool. Let's just do that then. I'll do it all. And then you can get focused and go and raise money on, on other things. And I, I asked him like, when did you build this company? And he's like, how old are you? And at that time I was 29. He said, yeah, I was, I was your age. And it just struck me at that point holy shit, what the fuck am I doing? I should be speaking, instead of speaking to these people that have done all of these things, I should be doing it myself. And I really didn't know what to do, but I had a passion and my passion was creative writing. And I was sharing a no- my novel okay. at that time on a platform called Wattpad. And I'd just been put into something called the Wattpad Stars, which is sort of like their author influencers. So I have a creative writing passion. I'm an author. I've hit 800,000 reads on this book of mine and Wattpad were inviting me to see their office. When I go and see this office, this is all happening around the same time. I go and see their office. It is like Google for writers, Disney just for writers. And I knew at that point that this was something that I wanted to 
work for? This is something, this is a startup, a company that I really wanted to invest in. Yeah, because they were, they were, they're still, I mean, technically a startup, a much bigger and more established one. But based on the timelines you're saying, they would have been a, a startup at still that a time. startup at that time. I started throwing my hat in the ring for jobs. Started to just reach out to more people there, try and ingratiate myself into that, into that company. And eventually I got a shot. I had to go from a director level of fundraising all the way down to cold calls to make a transition into tech, but it worked. And within six years, I was director of brand partnerships for Wattpad for US, Canada, UK. Incredible journey, a six year journey at, at Wattpad changed my life completely. While I was working at Wattpad, here are some things that happened. Yeah, because I, like, I definitely want to hear this because you basically are like, I'm a creative writer. I started creative writing. I had a whole bunch of traction through Wattpad, but then I also wanted yeah. to work at Wattpad and I wanted to be in a startup because I just met this other guy that started his business mm -hmm. at 29. And then I got into Wattpad and I grew. Yes. So now I'm curious. Like It feels like you got exactly almost where you Absolutely. wanted to go. Changed my, it, was, it was incredible. And being on that ride, being on a ship that has product market fit, You've, it is such an incredible experience. And being with Wattpad on that journey to Wattpad getting acquired was the most incredible journey. At that time as well, some things were happening in my personal life. I was in a long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. I was married for three years and that ended in divorce. And I'm negotiating these personal things. So while my professional life is taking off, Wattpad's taking off, I'm getting promotion after promotion, everything is great. My personal life is like on the inverse. And when I started using dating apps, so fast forward, I'm divorced, I'm single, take, took six months to just kind of work on myself, AKA hit the gym. And then I'm using dating apps for the first time ever because I've never encountered this problem. I've been in a relationship, right? And now I'm getting to experience what technology has done for dating. And coming from my generation, we had to go and walk to someone in person. The dating apps are freaking amazing. I know a lot of people, I know they get a lot of hate and all of this kind of thing, but trust me, if you miss this, if you miss that approach where you're walking with a beer and you're walking up to a group of girls to go and say hi and try and get them to talk to you and your buddies, you do not miss it. Dating apps are way, 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 way better than getting shot down in public, crawling back to your friends with your tail in between your legs. And I was very impressed with the problems that the way that dating apps had solved this problem, I thought it was amazing, but it made me think, where was the app to help me when me and my partner were having problems? My ex was a very smart person. She was a lawyer. I was working in tech. We both have master's degrees, communicators. We should have been able to have productive conversations and figure things out, but we couldn't. It was beyond us. We ended up getting divorced. That idea struck me really hard. Um, and as I use the dating apps to find my person, thank you, plenty of fit, thank you, plenty of fish, I realized like maybe, maybe this idea has some potential. I started looking to see if there was maybe an, an app that could help us get on the same page. I'd read some really great books in this sort of growth phase. And it shocked me that there wasn't anything that was bringing this to life. And that's when the idea for Coupley was born. That's really interesting. What stood out to you? I want to talk about like, because there's obviously a, a moment of you went mm. through something, but it was a, a little bit after that moment 
that you were then like extremely excited about the new approach to dating. Um, and then you sort of reflected back to what you'd just gone through. I mean, like, the, but there still seems to be a gap here. What was it that stood out? And I've never used a dating app. So I'm like of the, I'm, I'm married, happily married, been married for a while, been dating the same person who I'm married to now since like 2011. Yeah. So like it was just before the cusp of dating apps. So I've never used one. So I'm curious, like what stood out to you as someone that's had the, the A and B experience that sort of like came and maybe is making its way into Coupley? I think just what impressed me so much was how, how well they solved the problem. You can be on a dating app and I guess maybe it's the intention you're coming to it with. I didn't grow up with them. So maybe it was this just so different. I didn't such a different experience, but basically you can meet someone, they look interesting. Maybe they've got some interesting things on their bio and it with a swipe and a few messages, you can be sitting across and having a cup of tea with that person, having a cocktail and getting to meet them and, and seeing and seeing what they're like. And most people I met were very lovely. It was a, a one, it was a wonderful experience. 10 out of 10. I really felt shocked and surprised at how well dating apps solved that problem. And then in that same moment, you were shocked and surprised that there wasn't something that felt this easy to work through the challenges that you had just Here's the thing, is that, that it ended in divorce and maybe exactly. it didn't have to. 43% of marriages end in divorce, but 65% of second marriages end in divorce. And I really didn't want to be part of that statistic. And when I started to look at that and think about that, I thought, okay, what is the way that I can guarantee that I don't end up in that statistic. I knew from the books that I read that there are behaviors you, that you can do that are pretty much going to guarantee that your relationship is going to work. There has been a ton of relationship science all around this. And it's, it's in books, which is great. But when you go through a practice using a product or a therapist, it's really, really, really powerful. But you might not be at the point where you want to go to a couple's therapist. And if that's the case, but you do want to guarantee your relationship is going to work, you do want to have the best practices to build the best relationship that you can, that is exactly the void that Coupley fills. Interesting. So maybe, and we'll, we'll really yeah. dive into the, the meat of exactly what Coupley is, but talk to me about this space a little bit. So, you know, you noticed yeah. that there was a gap and you mentioned therapist. Maybe yeah. that's all there is. But what what did you discover in your exploration of is there a better way to equally make sure that once you're matched with someone that you stay matched with them and you work through that um, that experience? When you when you first start out a relationship, everyone talks about the new relationship energy, right? New relationship energy. This is a thing. This is when your hormones are maxed up. This is when all of your neurons are firing you're a light it's very similar to being on drugs in you and your partner feel so connected and there's some really powerful evolutionary stuff this is designed to get you to leave the cave with a complete stranger leave your family and go and build a hut somewhere else in the woods and immediately start knocking out babies and procreating it is so powerful but we live in a society now where we have repeat monogamy over and over again and so we are now outlasting this first period, big time. But people are so shocked 
when their hormones start to come back down to normal. Takes between six months, two years. Honeymoon phase is over, hormones fade, neurotransmitters fade, and then we have to start working on our relationship. So this is where we start to see a gap. This is when people start to discover things about their partner that might not be might not be things that they like. They start to discover things about themselves where they're not maybe being as responsive to their partner before. They're not doing the bids of connection that their partner asks for. Their attachment styles are starting to show up. And this is when the cracks in relationships begin to happen. There's a few more periods in your life as well or seasons where you're more likely to get divorced and break up. But this is the, the first one where we start to come in and, and, and start to help. So first season, somewhere between mm. the six months to three years in a yeah. relationship. Yeah, that's exactly um, it. Is, is a moment where whether people realize it or not, is that like a thing? Is that like, yes. hey, so, because you have a podcast too, right? Actually, let's let's yeah. talk about what that is because I want to tie it into all this. But you have a podcast yep. as well, right? Yeah, we have. I host the Couply Relationship Advice Podcast where we speak to relationship, leading relationship experts from all around the world. Mike, it's been amazing. Honestly, it's been such a treat to get to spend so much time with leaders in the couples and relationship industry, and especially to get so much of their learning. And I think half of my uh, guests have PhDs, so they're really, really deep in this space. And it's it's been amazing, amazing to get to connect with them and interview them. That's super cool. We'll, we'll link that, but. Tying that back into here now, you know, you said the six months mm. to three years is when the 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 hormones and the energies, the, the light bulb starts to dim. Um, through the podcast or maybe some of your research, did you find that that is either like a very overt known moment, or it sometimes gets like buried, and and that's where you equally fit in as like because you know you, we talked a little bit, and we're going to talk a bit more about this like app versus mm-hmm. therapist and a therapist is like ooh, it, like it's yeah. broken and i need yeah. additional intervention but i think what you're saying is maybe somewhere before that there's a moment where you maybe haven't even fully realized it and you're or you're like bottling it up that you need to be thinking about these these things and that start starts to be where you play in at the first moment and we'll talk about the other moments totally as well. being in a relationship would be like boarding and building a ship with someone that you're going to spend the rest of your life on and if you're going to do that and you're going to sail off into the, into the seven seas, wouldn't you like to take a course on how to navigate the stars or how to survive on them? <laughs> but instead, what we do is we get on this ship, we build it together pretty fast, we take off, and then once water starts coming aboard and then a storm hits, we go to a ther- therapist and be like, hey, can you try and fix this half-sunk boat that both of us really kind of want to get off and we're sick of trying to bail water out the bottom. <laughs> this is the this is the difference. Like this is definitely the analogy that I think really speaks to this. We got such a cool opportunity here to 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 help people in in that area. So then yeah, like talk to me then a little bit about exactly what couple is. So you saw this gap. We'll talk about where it fits against like a mm. therapist, but you started to, to, to tackle this gap. And so what was your solution? So for us, it really comes down to a few things. Number, number one, getting people to communicate better. People communicate the best when they deeply understand the person across from them. John Gottman has something called Bits of Connection, and it's got popular on TikTok with a great TikTok that says, look at this bird. And if you say to your partner, hey, look at this cool bird, 
The idea is that your partner is showing interest in the things that you're interested in. It's a bid for connection. And these are what are really important in relationships. You can respond to bids in a few different ways. You can respond to them positively, neutrally, or push back. And when you push back, this starts to degrade your relationship. Think about that ship. This is the hole in the hull letting water in. What Coupley does is we help you understand to see your partner's bids of connection through personality assessments. So here are the three things. Number one, daily questions. This helps you understand the stories of your partner's life. This helps you understand their map of existence and what they believe. And hey, like some of these questions are fun. Some of them are deep. Some of them are sexy. It helps couples communicate in a new way and gives you some interesting prompts to answer. I think we've all seen now the couples cards that you can have at, at dinner time or some of these card games that have deep questions. We've got those in a product. That's the first thing. The second thing is personality assessments. I love these. I'm not sure if you've taken them, if you've heard of love languages, attachment styles, Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, Ocean. There are some really incredible things about your personality that you might not have even discovered yet and you might not know about your partner. So we bring those two things together. And then this is where it gets cool, is that Coupley can then give you customized relationship advice and date ideas that are based on your partner's personality. So the thing that your partner actually wants and desires. So you can understand the way that your partner's going to communicate when they're stressed or when they're at peace. You can understand some of the reactions that you might be having. If it's an attachment thing, if you have an anxious and avoidant dynamic, you're going to be able to understand so much more about the dynamics of your relationship. It is not a replacement for couples therapy, but it might mean that you won't ever need to go. Interesting. But it supersedes the, the card idea or the date idea because you're actually contextualizing it um, because you're understanding not just one person, both people, and then you're helping figure out the common ground or the ways to connect them better um, through your app, which is really cool. And so talk about that bit you said there where, you know, you said doesn't replace mm. couples therapy, but hopefully helps you never have to use that. Who's your like ideal customer profile? Is it before you know, the waves, let's keep down the ship analogy, but before the waves ever start crossing over the bow of my ship or, you know, breaching through the hull. And is this a proactive thing that you do? Like, would it feel weird to use Coupley proactively? Or is it when you feel like something's missing, let's use this as a first we got, step? We've got three people that use our app, three types of people. We've got new relationship energy people that are serious. They want their relationship to work. I think typically they've been through a, they've had a more serious relationship and it hasn't worked out. They might have a little bit of damage from that relationship and they think, you know what, this next relationship, I'm going to do it consciously. I'm going to think about it very carefully. I'm going to, I'm going to go through this in a structured way. And so Coupley can help people go through those relationships in a structured way. I, th I think the second one is a relationship that has stakes. And so this is a relationship where people have kids or shared assets. They have a house, an apartment, a flat, a dog, and they've just got assets. They're not in their early 20s where things don't work out. Eh, who cares? 
they have assets and stakes connected to their relationship. Uh, these users tend to be between the ages of 34, 30 to 45. And then the, the, final, the final bucket uh, would be people that maybe have gone through a real rough patch, maybe experienced infidelity, and are almost starting afresh. And they're making a fresh start, and they're using Coupley to start again in their relationship. Very, very interesting, different person, very different profiles here, but these are our three main groups of users. Interesting. And so I guess both people need to use it. Talk, talk to us about how Coupley works. So you talked yeah. about the components, you talked about the key people that would use it. You shared a little bit about where and how that's definitely different than um, you know traditional couples therapy, and maybe we'll yeah. even dive into that more. But how does it? How does the actual app start to work? Both people need to download it yeah, on your but, phone. Talk talk me through a day or a week or a year. I, yeah. I don't know how often that. Yeah, this both is you used, and your so. partner would download Coupley and link up on the the app. So the app is then a private space for you and your partner. Um, each day you get a new question to answer. So you'll you'll get seven questions each week. Uh, three quizzes, and then some kind of fun couples games to sort of test and see who knows each other best. Each week, you're taken through a new aspect of relationship science. First week, love languages. Second week, attachment styles. Third week, your language of desire, how you can spice things up in the bedroom. Fourth week, your Myers-Briggs. Fifth week, Dr. Taylor Hartman's color wheel, which is amazing. Your Enneagram, your communication style, your conflict style. Each week over week, if you're doing coupley, you're pretty much getting some pretty high level expertise in you and your partner's personality. Along with those weeks, we'll have questions as well, like I've said, that you and your partner can answer. Every Tuesday, you get a date idea that's customized to your relationship. And with the new feature that we're building as well, we'll have 24-7 relationship advice and date ideas available as well. And so is it a linear journey? Like as you were describing it, is this something you use for a year because it's linear and then you'll have done, hey, I've used Coupley as, as, as much as I can? Or is it sort of like it keeps spicing up what it throws at you so that it and, and brings back things after a period of time so that they come back and you're not forgetting things? Because I imagine like repetition is important. Otherwise, you like try it, do exactly. it once, forget. And so there's repetition on it. How, exactly. how does that work? So for our content, what we have is continual new courses coming into the Coupley verse. So for example, we just had Christmas, a bunch of Christmas content was in. Now we're going up for Valentine's Day. Our Valentine's Day courses are coming in. And some of these are a little bit more light. Uh, it really just sparks the conversation. I don't think um, what kind of Christmas person you are is uh, might might not have as large a impact on your long-term relationship on your attachment styles, but it still sparks the conversation around expectations, around why you are or aren't a Christmas person. And we have a whole bunch of these around different topics. Uh, we have a hundred in the app, an additional hundred to put into the app. And you know, I was speaking to a user the other day, and she said, "Oh, like me and my husband hike all the time, so I really enjoyed doing your." hiking course and what i couldn't believe is it brought up a new story for us which was around why i actually like hiking and it was because this is something that i used to do with my dad all the time before he passed away and it was a whole big story that i'd never even shared with my husband before so it's just helping uncover these stories that make up our past 
That's that's super cool. What happens if I'm just going through this in my head and I'm like, we're talking about like, oh, why did you start hiking? What happens if there's a question where you're like, someone doesn't, maybe they forget, like, you know, when you forget to do your Duolingo for a day and it gets mad at you. But like, what happens if someone doesn't answer the question or just doesn't feel comfortable answering the question because they're like, obviously this gets deeper, but it's like, you know, if you're afraid to answer that question or, you know, shaping how you answer that question, knowing it gets back to the other person. But like, what what happens in those scenarios? You can, we, we send a few reminders to to get people to, to do it. Um, if you don't want to answer a question, you can just skip it. However, most of the questions are pretty are pretty friendly. There's not too many gotchas. They're really more supportive and around building that narrative together. I think uh, there's there's some products that we've tested where they have really quite scary questions that you think, oh, that's a bit of a tricky one. Either way, either way, answering this could get you in a bit of hot water. We deliberately tried to move away from that, that kind of content and have things that are more building up that story together. That makes sense. Um, so how long would the average user use Couply? Is this like an indefinite thing? Like you subscribe to it like a gym membership because it's part of your health, like your relationship health? Or is it like a periodic thing? Do you pay monthly? Yeah, how, so how does that work? We have two options. So we're a freemium app to premium subscription so you have yearly monthly uh, you can still use coupley for free and get a ton out of it if you love it and you want to unlock everything and squeeze the most juice then that's when you can upgrade and we see our users staying with us for years we've seen them staying with us for years i've got to know a bunch of our users they've become friends and they test our new features which has been awesome i think what's the way that they think about it is they think, look, it's very, very similar to investing. You invest in your relationship, you invest in your stocks and shares, and the more that you invest, the greater the payout will be. You wouldn't leave something untouched that was important to you, so I continue to invest in my relationship. That's that's really how our users have thought about it. So yeah, people people stay on it. I'd say the first year is when people do the most, and then the second year people stay in touch, and then year three, we've seen people come back and redo everything again. Interesting, because they saw the value definitely in the, in the first run. So now years and years, um, how long has Coupley been live and how many people are using this? It sounds like it's quite yeah, we large. We have been our earliest, our earliest and most terrible MVP came out in 2019. And, and that okay. was when we were really, really testing it. We took a year to just continue test and revise, and we launched at Collision in 2021. And we won Collision Pitch, which was incredible for us. Uh, and Congrats. then, so I'd say 2021 is our, our true launch. We went full-time in 2022. So this is our third birthday um, coming up on on Valentine's Day. That's the that's when we, that's is that that is sort of like your your launch moment? That's exactly. sort of the date you use. That's cool. So, how many people? Is it downloads you track or active users? Where how how big is Couple so, now, so far? For now, we're still tracking downloads. Uh, we've had over four hundred thousand okay. people down Couple. Wow! Across one hundred and thirty-seven wow. different countries. It's only available in English for now, but it's really cool to think about the impact that we had on those people around the world, especially given that we're so early in our journey still. 
before we move on, I want to talk about you brought up the collision and that you won the pitch competition. Um, I want to talk about that for a second. Like what uh, what was that like? What was the pit being a participant in the pitch competition like? What do you feel helped you win it? Was it just like the logicalness of what you're building? Was there something that, you know, you got as advice that really got you to the front of the line in terms of winning that pitch competition? The experience was absolutely incredible. Being part of Collision, absolute highlight moment in my life. Amazing. Um, I think what got us to win the judges just really liked the idea. You'd be surprised how many people that are very high net worth individuals really struggle with their relationships. The reason for that is because so many things that make you successful in business, if applied directly one-to-one your, to your relationships, won't necessarily work. In fact, they're more likely to backfire. And so I think that this idea just really resonated with them. And at that point, they hadn't really seen anything like it very 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 cool experience um yeah it was like a punch in the gut like you were speaking you know how they're always like imagine you you know you paint the imagined scenario and oftentimes you're painting the imagined scenario that they aren't in but i guess in some regards you painted a scenario that they're like oh shit (laughs) i I see it (laughs) this makes sense and it sounds like it could work and i love the approach at that stage had you launched yeah we just we just relaunched. Uh, so I think we were on our third relaunch. Okay. Yeah, because you were saying you did MVP and you launched yeah. at Collision. So this was like a bit of a yes, relaunch a moment. relaunch moment. And it gave us this sort of deadline that we had to get all our new designs done and we wanted to get a bunch of new content in the app so that as we spoke to people, and our goal at Collision was to try and get 200 people to download it. We were just going to network and talk to everyone and we just wanted that early user testing. And because this was our first time ever paying for conference ourselves out of our own money we were like okay we're gonna go and do every single thing at this conference because we're paying for it out of our own dime yeah it's, and it's not cheap <laughs> it's not a cheap conference to send a lot of value a lot of cool people there but it is it's not uh, it's not not cheap especially if you're uh, paying for it out of couple's money which is just coming out of yeah, MVP. which is just coming out of our personal pockets but it was great uh absolutely absolutely incredible experience definitely recommend folks to go so um, 400,000 downloads is a lot. It's cool that it's available in all those countries already. You mentioned a bit around language. Um, can you tell me a little bit or talk to us a little bit about anything cool related to the next year ahead, yeah. your roadmap, uh, things people can expect to see coming out a couple over the I next year? I think our real focus over this next year is growth. We have started just in the last month partnering with some leading relationship experts. We're going platform by platform by platform. So we started on TikTok. So we have some of the largest relationship experts on TikTok being partnered with Kapoli um, in talks with us. Dr. Tara being a leading one. She has 2.1 million followers on TikTok. Uh, Brittany Ostorf is another. She has the Laughing Couple, Couple podcast, a million followers on TikTok. And Mac and Murphy, absolutely incredible evolutionary psychologist, reached 160,000 followers on TikTok, I think in eight months, which is awesome. Wow. And partnering with creators, bringing them into your app ecosystem, but really truly partnering with them. I speak to these guys all of the time. 
they have so many amazing insights. Creators just understand people. They understand people's problems. They're speaking to their users constantly every day almost. And they've got brilliant ideas. They are go-getter. They are go-getters. I've been so grateful for the massive upswing and energy that, that working with these, these people has brought us. And as they start to, start to speak about Kapali, they've also begun to open some pretty wonderful doors for us. So for example, next week, Macken and I are going to LA and Austin. Macken has uh, an appearance on the Lewis Howes podcast. We're hosting a Kapali dinner in LA. Then we're heading to Austin to go on Chris Williams' Modern Wisdom podcast, hosting a dinner in Austin. And these couple dinners also just bring together other relationship experts in more intimate ways. Really helps us get into the real zeitgeist of things that are happening. And it's really exciting. So I think for us, it's growth, it's real life events, and building our brand. That's what I'm truly excited about. That's on like the growth side. The second thing I'm excited about is Couple AI. Oh, I'm so excited for this. Oh my goodness. We've been working on this for a while. We've got all of this incredible data, all of this personality data. And now we can use this and leverage this to give awesome advice based on you and your partner's love languages, attachment styles, live 24-7 through our new Couple AI, which hopefully by the time this podcast is out, will be launched. It's our first version, but I'm really hopeful. I've been talking to her now that's, for a week, and she's awesome. That's super cool. So this is a capability that if you are a subscriber to Coupley, it is an incremental tier. No, it free, sounds like free. Um, it's going to begin oh, as free wow. uh, until it's until we've really really nailed it. So everybody, run yeah. when you see this podcast go live. Hopefully, it's already live. It'll be in the description. Go yeah. try it out. But this is like a, 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 a personal assistant. So you've got the, the app obviously links you with information that is exchanged with your partner. But this is almost like your self-therapist. Is that sort of the concept? Like built exactly. The app? It's your personal relationship therapist slash assistant in your pocket 24-7. What is something? And is it connected? It's with connected. It's the things that are coming through the app. Exactly. So like, hey, I, this is how I feel about the response I just read. Why am I triggered? Or what does it mean that I feel this way? That type of uh, granularity. I just had an argument with my girlfriend. What happened? She complained that I didn't load the dishwasher properly. Right. The The reason that she's complaining about that is because her love language is acts of service. You know that that's very important to her. I can also see on her personality profile that she's very, very detailed, driven, organized, and these are two of her big things that are important to her. So when she does things, she does them properly, she doesn't detail focus. I can see that you're much more creative and your love language is words of affirmation. So you're probably chatting away and not thinking about it, thinking up fun ideas of things to do. Don't worry, this is why this argument is happening with you guys. Here are some steps that you can do. These are the sort of responses that it's been giving us. That is super freaking it's wild. cool. It's, it's, I, it's so wild, Mike. Uh, sorry, I cut you off. I, I want to hear what you you're thinking. No, 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 no. Go. Like it, it is good. These podcasts are about being chill and energy, so like it, it doesn't have to be Q and A. Whatever, man. Go. Uh, jump the, in. You're the in. moment I knew we had something with this was when I was uh, testing it in WeWork. 
shout out to the WeWork crew. That has been amazing as well as getting out and working um, a few days a week with a whole bunch of other founders. There's a group of 25 of us that work at WeWork, one university, Toronto, the best. And I was sharing it and it was in this really ugly code screen, yellow, orange writing. Um, we have an AI engineer from University of Waterloo is doing his PhD in, in engineering. Uh, Shikha, thank you. He was helping us build this. And then we had some of the, the crew start asking questions. And so we're, we're pulling their data from what they have in their relationship. And I knew that we had something when one of the girls asked the question and she was like, oh my God, I need to remember this. And then she took out her phone and took a photo of the response that the AI said. That's when I was like, okay, this is exciting. We've got something here. I, I love it. Well, let's talk about the the cost yeah. because we, we, you talked about a yeah. freemium model. We're talking about some badass features. Um, how does it work? Do both people need to like um, subscribe? Free, walk us through yeah, the tiers. There's only, there's only real one tier annual. It's eighty nine ninety nine Canadian a year. Fifty percent the cost of speaking to a couple's therapist once. You get coupley for the year, and it's only one person in the couple needs to buy so you can treat your partner to a couple subscription and have fun questions conversation points personality information and date ideas for the year i'm almost wondering if we should be releasing this podcast before valentine's day so people have a gift to buy but if you if we release this i think we're going to try to yeah. do this on valentine's day so maybe you're listening right now and this is on valentine's day uh, if you haven't gotten a gift yet or if part of the day did not go as planned, you'll be able to go find your way to Coupley, which sounds super important, which where should people go um, if they're looking to, I guess you can sign up or download the app. Like what's the, the sign up process and where can yep, people find it's it? It's on iOS and Android. Uh, just search Coupley in your favorite app store of choice. Got it. And it's C-O-U-P-L-Y, just in case people were like, People are like, oh, is it like double I? It's actually like quite simple. It's just Coupley. Um, and so that's a really easy one to find, thankfully. Uh, and we'll put it in the description uh, as well. You've had a really cool experience where you were, you kind of lived out a bit of that dream working at the startup and then branching out mm. to your own. Either at A or B, What's sort of like some of the best advice you've received uh, that's sort of impacted how you've crafted your journey and how you show up in the things you do at Coupley? I think it's something that I'm really working on. And it's this idea of conscious consistency. We have a lot of things that we do a lot of completely, completely unconsciously. And I really want to try and consciously be consistent at the things that are going to generate the most value and be the best for me and for my users and for the company. I think that's something that's that's something that I'm really working on. I think in terms of advice, the best advice I've got was from Ivan Yuan, who's one of the co-founders of Wattpad. And he said, product market fit doesn't come from the big things. It comes from the tiny tweaks. It's like the inverse of death of a thousand cuts. <laughs> it comes from the constant iterations over and over and over again, over a period of years that lead to true product market fit. 
It took Wattpad a long time to achieve that true product market fit. But that that is something that has always um, I've always thought about. And it's really, he said, just try and find the 1% or 0.5%. If you can find that in each and every release, you're going to get there. You're going to get there. So either this or the, the conscious um, focus piece that you talked about. Are there any tools that you've been using or any approaches that you use on either of those fronts, either to create super useful feedback cycles for the small half a percent, 1% improvements, or for your own state of being around how you're consciously deliberating, deliber- being deliberate with your time and energy yeah. and focus? So being close to the users is really important. Uh, we've always allowed our users to contact us directly very quickly through the app. My WhatsApp's in Coupley. <laughs> so that's been amazing for discovering bugs, for any, any just the myriad of things that show up. People can just WhatsApp me and I can get it solved very, very quickly and just talk to them human to human. It's no weird chatbot stuff. They can just get in contact with me or, 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 or one of us very, very fast. That's awesome. I love that. Organizing and structuring the team, we use Slack and Trello. And, and Canva now is starting to become more of a thing for us too. I'm really, really impressed with the way that Canva's growing. It's just such a cool product. So that's starting to become a little bit more of a thing that we all use. And then leveraging video has always been a big thing for me. But creating SOPs through Vidyard and Loom have been fantastic. So whenever you're taking someone through something, doing it on video, making sure they know how to do it, and then giving them the video so they can refer to that has been really, really helpful uh, just for onboarding new people. We've been using a lot of student um, placements. So we've got partnerships with Arizona State University with the Family and Couples Counseling Department. And that has been really wonderful for us to build these relationships with these future therapists who are looking to do a placement as part of their course. And so onboarding those those students and, and creating systems that allow that all to happen automatically has been really good. I think just focusing on our systems has been has helped a lot of this happen quite automatically, which has been super cool. That's awesome. I, your journey sounds like it was without bumps oh, in the road, oh but oftentimes that's the the just the nature of how we talk about it. But is there something that you know in either Wattpad or Coupley, But I think Coupley, like because you're living in it, and you're the founder. That as a founder, um, is something that if looking back, you would have done differently. Uh, on oh, how yeah. you approach things, you know, you can't change the past, but if someone else is going on the journey, something that they should be eyes wide open to or paying attention to that maybe you missed the first yeah, time. Yeah, there's through. so, 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 so many things. And if any aspiring entrepreneurs are listening to this and, and want to bounce some ideas or get some learnings, I'm always, always down to chat. I think the big thing for us is we should have got involved with the creators and folks in the zeitgeist of relationships way earlier, way earlier. Um, The doors that these guys are opening, the insights that they have are so powerful. And I think for any business that is consumer, creators are the future. I think a lot of our businesses are going to be creator plus a tech person, plus maybe a, a sort of 
MBA McKinsey type person are going to be the dream founding teams of the future because they are the modern day alchemists that can spin nothing into gold. Just with a camera, they can create attention, build community. I have been amazed working with these guys, how hard they work, how focused they are. It's really inspiring, really, really inspiring. What, what do you think was the hesitation? Because I like it, it sounds logical as you're saying it, but I can still see myself starting a company and being like, we're yeah. too small. They're going to be like, wait until you've got yep. users. And then maybe you do wait until you've got users or I can't yep. afford this. Like, what were some of the blockers and challenges? And like, what were some of them that were just assumptions, it's, right? Or talking about relationships and things that like, maybe you assumed that it like, if you actually put your assumptions aside, you could have achieved differently. What, where, where was that? It's balance definitely around imposter syndrome. So it's definitely around like not feeling like you belong, not feeling like you've earned your stripes. Uh, I remember being terrified of the idea of really giving people any kind of relationship advice because I wasn't formally qualified, despite reading through the whole master's book list from doing a master's in marriage therapy. I still felt like I wasn't, I shouldn't be doing this. I was doing something wrong doing it. Whereas, whereas like you can become, you can learn so much about a topic within six months if you really put your head down, read the books, immerse yourself into the topic. You can start to hold your own and understand the structure around it. You know there's things that you don't know, but even just knowing the things that you don't know make you better than 99% of folks out there in terms of your knowledge. And that, that was the big, that for me, I think was the big holdup. And I definitely spoke to some, a great uh, vision coach who we did a session with just dealing with like, what are the, what are the things underneath? What is, what is stopping you? What is blocking you? And as I blurted these things out, I was as shocked. I was shocked that I was even saying things like this um, because I'm a confident person, but I still had to just give myself permission to go for it. So it's almost like giving yourself permission to just go for it. That's uh that's cool. And maybe, um, since you mentioned it, the vision coach, is that something that you think is like a helpful resource for founders? Because I think that there's a piece of confidence that you need to yeah. convey, uh, not, not, not Bitcoin confidence where you're like completely building a fake product, but to your point, you can't get kind of bogged down by imposter syndrome or self-doubt. And so you need to come across to the right level of confidence and desire around what you're doing. Would you suggest oh, that for others? Hundred percent. It's uh, I, I like and 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 find your person. Find the the, the person who's who's right for you. If it's a thera therapist, if it's if you can organize it within a, a friendship group, but you're gonna have stuff. We all have stuff in there, and because the founder journey is so public. The pressure's on, you've, you've raised money, you've got your friend's money, you've got the people that you respect and admire the most in the industry, perhaps them, you're spending their money. You, you have this kind of weighing on you. And so just working with someone to bring that stuff up, very, 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 very powerful. Um, I've, and doing it in a conscious way, like you're not going to really get it having beers with your mates. It'll, it'll scratch it, but just working with someone who, that, where this is all they do. This is all they do. All they do is find your blocks. They're going to work with you on it. You're going to pull it out. And for me, by the time I uttered it, it was, it felt like this shadow that I had 
lingering underneath. And then when I time I pulled it up and pulled it out, it was like a minnow. And I was like, oh, that? That's what I've been worried about? Like, okay, I'm good. Let's set the camera up. Let's start making some relationship advice videos. It's gone. I love it. Well, I think that's a great way to to kind of wrap up for today, Tim. Um, we'll make sure all the stuff's in the description. Couply, uh, you know, you can visit their website, but we'll we'll have it in in the show notes. Couply.io, really easy to find. I've learned a ton today. It's super cool what you're doing. It sounds like the TAM is massive, and you're going after it, and not you know sitting idle. You're you're releasing some really cool new features and capabilities, and uh, being really aware of all the elements of how this business comes together and using some great tools in, in the process. So I, I've learned a ton. Thank you so much for coming on today. I hope our users are going to learn a whole bunch from your journey or at, at a minimum learn about how they can apply this to their current or future relationships. But thanks a bunch. Thanks for everyone that tuned in. Any closing thoughts on your side, Tim, before we wrap Appreciate up? Appreciate you having me on. Thanks everyone for listening. You've been listening to the Pitch Please Podcast. Pitch Please. Pitch Please. Hosted by Mike Thibodeau. Tune in for regular episodes and show notes at pitchplease.ca. And make sure to give us a follow on your favorite podcast platform. Pitch Please, a Bluemex podcast, is hosted by Michael Thibodeau and does not constitute a recommendation for any organization, product, or service. For more Pitch Please content subscribe where you get your podcasts and visit bluemex.io to join us on Discord.